All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Prescribing Truth. I'm Jamal Bandy. If this is your first time watching, please uh, subscribe to this channel if you find this content helpful. Hit that notification bell to the side so you can be notified when I have new content. If you happen to be listening to this on various podcast apps, and as I was told by my good brother, Ivan, I should name what those podcast apps could be. So you can find me on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Um, those are three that come on top of my head. So just various podcast apps. Just check out Prescribed Truth on those guys. And uh, leave a review. This really helps me out. Your critique helps me. And I really appreciate that. If you want to connect with me, you can do so by calling me at 801-980-6333. You can email me at prescribed.truth at gmail.com. If you'd like to support this show financially, you can do so by partnering with me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash prescribed truth. I'm a little late starting tonight. As you guys know or should know, most of you do know, that um, prescribed truth, the schedule of it centers around my family and what I have go- what I have going on in that way. So it's a little late starting tonight. And because of that, um, I didn't really have time to get everything prepared like I want to as far as I want to get into the night. And so we're going to do like an intro into what we're going to be doing. So I guess now I can say over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at this whole issue of why not MLK? Why not Martin Luther King? Um, this was came from a comment that was left on a, uh, uh, I forgot which video that was. Oh, when I did the review of um, uh, Proverbial Life's 10 Reasons Why the Woke Church Will Not Succeed or Will Fail in its Mission, um, I got a comment from a good brother and a disciple. I'm going to read his comment and uh, I'm going to talk a bit, I'm going to talk a bit about that briefly and then. Next week, next week, so tune in. Next week, I'll be discussing more um, on that line as far as MLK and his theology and some stuff that he taught. We're going to look at some writings that he did. And also, we're going to um, talk about George Whitfield and Jonathan Edwards a little bit. So, we're going to get into that because that's the whole controversy. Why not MLK and why George Whitfield and uh, Jonathan Edwards and cool. So, that's what we're going to do. All right. So let's, we're gonna, I'm going to read this comment to you guys. I wanted to have it where I can show you the comment and everything like that. But um, I'm just going to read it to you. And um, he already knows I, <laughs> I told my brother that I said, hey, you know, um, he asked me to do a video on this topic. And I was like, well, I asked him, would it be okay if I reference this comment? And he was like, hey, do what you do. Just know that if you ain't on point, I'm going <laughs> to let you know. And I was like, hey, that's what we're about, prescribed truth. You know, that pushback has to be on point. But um, this is from Disciple 313. He says, um, so you're going to have to do a vid on MLK because I honestly have mixed feelings on that. Um, like I never, ever heard criticism of him till MLK 50. Now, with that, I was like, man, I didn't feel like this thing blew up until then. Like I've heard something. I heard some stuff concerning uh, Martin Luther King's uh, Jr.'s um, theology prior to MLK 50. Um, I heard about the the allegations of his adultery and everything like that. I've heard all that stuff prior to MLK 50, but this thing like it blew up when it happened, and there's a reason for that, and we'll get there. And um, he says he continues. He says it was a trip because media don't even refute his Christian faith, so just they just try to avoid it. Yet I heard a sea of white Christians rejecting him, and he said it seriously threw me off. Felt like they were nitpicking as to not accept him. And I hear your brief argument about the school thing, but even with you, you might have been saved but got taught wrong initially. So, yeah, I'm pretty divided on it. And I told him, I, and I told my brother, I said, you know what, I am going to do a uh, topic on this and, and we can discuss it more. Because I used to be mixed, I used to have mixed feelings on this topic as well. 
So I understand it. Um, but you know, there, there is truth to this. Um, and we need to, we need to deal with it. So real quick, he says the media, how the media portrays him as, you know, they don't deny his Christian faith. Well, we got to think about the media for a moment for just for a second. The media is notorious for misrepresenting Christians, period. I mean, you go, you go in the media, you got Mormons being Christian. You go in the media, you got Jehovah's Witnesses being Christian. You go to the media, you got Catholics being Christian. I talked about this in my video versus uh, uh, Catholicism versus Christianity, how the media portrays them as the same. They do, you know, and it, they're not. But that's what the media does. And so it's, it's, you kind of got to take that with a grain of salt with the media, even though they don't, they don't refute it, you know. And um, and yeah, so and it's not just a and it's, it may have been a sea of, it may have seemed like it was a sea of white Christians that rejected him, but there are a lot of black Christians who rejected him as well, you know. As far as his theology, as far as him being a Christian, now as far as nobody would make an argument as far as whether he did some good in the world and um, some good came out of that, but we gotta we gotta attribute that to God's sovereignty. Like God providentially used Martin Luther King to to like make movements and to make mar do marches and all those things to protest in a peaceful way. And his method was peaceful. Like he wasn't like Malcolm X, his counterpart who wanted to do, um, use violence. He rather, um, do it a peaceful way, you know? And so, I mean, we, we have to, uh, I do attribute that to the sovereignty of God, but that was, you know, that's some good that he did, you know? So now, um, so really on this episode here, uh, I just want to give like, a, I guess a brief, um, look into my thoughts in this, and then we'll break it everything down in, in the next following weeks. I must say week. Like hopefully, hopefully we'll get it done next week and be through with it. But um, you know how I get. I may get long winded, and so um, it's the next couple weeks or so. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So now, when it comes to, to, to when it's concerning um, figures that we look up to, Martin Luther King, um, Martin Luther. Um, George Whitfield, Jonathan Edwards, all those things. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. In the comment section, Nathan, hold on, bro. He says, you long-winded? <laughs> oh, man. But when it comes to these figures that we look up to, we got to think about why we look up to them, okay? And why do we hold to them? So as, as Christians, why aren't Christians rejecting George Whitfield because he had slaves? Why aren't Christians rejecting Jonathan Edwards because he had slaves? Why are Christians rejecting Martin Luther King? And he he was for the oppressed, as it seemed, the black people. And why do they reject him? Why? What's the question? Martin Luther. Why do we reject, why do we accept Martin Luther, though that was said that he's anti-Semitic? Which I'm gonna talk about that briefly. And so that's that's a good question. It, it and it warrants an answer. But there is an answer that makes sense. The issue is that when the answer is provided, a lot of people don't want to hear the answer. They don't want that answer. It doesn't fit their narrative. And so they want to continue on thinking that it's some kind of conspiracy when it's not. So let's just jump into this. This whole thing is about why MLK. So let me get into why not MLK. Why not MLK? Well, though he did a lot of good things, good deeds do not warrant us right standing with God. Period. And based on a person's worldview, that goes into a lot of far as the things that they do. 
Why did he do the things he did? Was it for the glory of God or was it for the glory of men? Now, those answers I can't answer because those are things that only he can answer. You know, he's dead and gone. But when it comes to whether or not his faith was, was grounded in, in the gospel, makes a lot of difference as far as the things he did. So, let's think about this. His theology was off. And some people say, well, maybe his theology was off. But he did like he did good deeds. You know, he was his um, orthopraxy was good. I think that's I think that's the right word. Orthopraxy versus orthodoxy. You know, I don't know. I guess that's it. Doctrine versus practice. You know, but is that really the case? You know, we see what he did. We see marches and all that stuff. But is it really that that he practiced correctly concerning his faith? Because according to the Lord, well, everything that's not done in faith is sin. That's that's what God says. Now, we can look at something and we say, oh, we well, need some good things that people do, but that doesn't mean that what their, their heart and their actions was good all because they did good things. That hope that makes sense. All right? So, I mean, somebody can do something good, but if they're, if they're, if they're not doing it out of faith in Christ, then it's, it's sin. It's sin. I mean, that's, that's, that's it, you know? And so, anyway, I don't want to go off on a lot of tangents tonight. So, this is the thing. Martin Luther King denied the virgin birth, all right? Denied the virgin birth. Now, some people see that as a secondary issue, all right? I see it as a primary issue because I think that speaks into his divinity and his deity. And so we deny his deity if we deny the virgin birth because that means you believe that he basically came from a man, which that's not what the Bible teaches. So that's a problem in that. And we'll look into this more next week. But his reasoning behind not believing in the virgin birth was because he because he deemed it to be scientifically impossible. And that was his reason. That was his reason. It's scientifically impossible. And therefore, we shouldn't hold to it because it's scientifically impossible. Not because he was taught um, this way from this seminary teacher and that kind of stuff. These are things that he gathered with his own mind, doing his own research and from his own understanding of the scriptures. All right. And so this is why I say that even though he may not have gone to the top-notch school that some people say that he should have went to, he may have went to a more liberal school, that's besides the point. He still had a Bible. He had a Bible. And he read Matthew. He read Luke. He read John. But he attributes this to Mark. He says Mark doesn't mention it. Mark doesn't mention a virgin birth. And so therefore, and he says Mark is more uh, uh, credible than the other Gospels. And so this is now. So now we have an issue of sufficiency of Scripture. So now, not only are we denying Jesus being born of the Virgin, but now we're denying the sufficiency of Scripture. All right. And so, um, and in order inerrancy. So we got sufficiency and inerrancy that we're dealing with the Scripture. So those are those are issues. Those are major issues that if you was to see anyone out there in the world teaching that, you would call them a heretic. But because it's Martin Luther King. We say, oh, he can get a pass because he stood for black people. No, no, sir. No, ma'am. That is not how truth works. And God does not call us to be partial in that way. That's showing partiality. And we should not do that. That in itself is sin. We can't be partial to Martin Luther King because he did good for black people. Or that's what he was trying to do. That, sir, is wicked. We shouldn't do that. All right. So now, next thing, the deity of Christ. He denied the deity of Christ. Once again, I said him not... Believing in the virgin birth tied to him not believing in the divinity of Christ as well. He believed that he was a man who had God in him. Now that's what a lot of that's what a lot of um 
people believe who don't you know who don't believe in the deity of Jesus. They believe that he was just a good moral human being, that he became divine. Now I remember Creflo Dollar Dollar taught that at a service one time, and everybody strung up heretic when he said that. He said it in a service. He said Jesus became divine because he he was he fell asleep on a boat. Doesn't the Bible say that God don't sleep? But then Jesus was sleep on the boat. He he became divine. Everybody, that's a heretic. That's heresy. That's heresy. You're right. It was heresy. But why call it heresy when he says it? But when Martin Luther King says it and it's written, and there's no record of Martin Luther King turning from his beliefs. No record of that. Now, you can make an argument from silence all day, but that doesn't stand. Now, I can hope all day long that, man, between the time he wrote those papers and the time he died, that he had a heart change, that his mind was changed, and he believed truthfully. But we don't know that. We don't know that. And nothing came out publicly about that that was showed that or nothing came out publicly to show that he had um, changed. Um, there's an argument about um, that he wrote about how he went back to the faith of his fathers, but we don't know what that is. Like, what fathers are he speaking about? You know, and so there's nothing. There's nothing saying that he actually turned or changed from believing those things. So no, I can't come off of women accept him as being a Christian because of uh, what. It's because of silence and because of good deeds he did. Because our salvation is not by works. It's not. It's by faith in Christ. And and we got to make sure we have the right Jesus. If we don't have the right Jesus, then we have a wrong gospel. And what does Paul say about having a false gospel? If we have a false gospel, then we should be anathema, a curse, no matter how much good you do. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not um, in standing with God. And so, yeah, so that was a major issue. With Martin Luther King, and that's why that is why we say not Martin Luther King. He's not Christian. Now, when it came to MLK Fifty Conference, like I said, I've heard these things about um, his theology and stuff in the past before this, but it blew up at the MLK Fifty Conference because you have a Christian conference. They have a Christian conference and they honor Martin Luther King, which is nothing wrong with that in and of itself. But what the issue was, as they was esteeming him as being a Christian, knowing that he said these heretical things and they try to downplay it as if it's nothing and mostly trying to play up the things that he did versus the things that he taught and believed you know and so that was the main issue that was the biggest issue with the mlk 50 conference um as far as you know them naming it after him now as far as what was said there it pushing for this social justice issues and all the stuff stuff that there's you know that's not really going on systemic racism and all that kind of stuff you know beyond that besides that the, the fact it was named after him and it was esteeming him as being this Christian man, which he's, well, he wasn't. He's, he's not. And as far as the accusations of his adultery and all that stuff, I don't push, I don't put too much stock in that. And the reason why I'm not saying it didn't happen and all that kind of stuff like that, people say it's confirmed and all that. But my thing is, if he's did that, well, if he, if he was in Christ, then he would have time to, he would have been okay, been okay with God. If he was in Christ. Then by God's grace, he did repent it, turned from it, and put it and continued the rest of his life putting his trust in Christ. So I'm not saying all this because of the fact that he was alleged to have had orgies and all that stuff like that. If those things happened in his past, well, prayerfully, prayerfully he would have repented of those things and put his trust in Christ. And even when it came, even when it comes to his theology, that him not believing Jesus is God, I, I, my prayer was that maybe in those 20 years since that he wrote that um, letter to the time he passed. I mean, that wrote that uh, wrote that paper in school to Tommy Pass that he would that he would have repented and put his trust in Christ. That's the hope. That is the hope. But we don't know that, and so I'm more I am more I'm not quick to count him as a Christian. 
because of he did good things. You know, said so given what he said. Now, because I don't know his heart, and because I wasn't, you know, I'm not God, I can't say definitively that he's in hell, and I can't say definitively that he's in heaven. I'm just being honest. So that's my nuanced opinion, you know. But given what he's written, I'm more, I'm more likely to side on the fact that he may not be because of what the evidence shows. But now, you can look at people like Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield. People say, well, they had right believing, but they didn't have right practice. I find problem with that because I believe that they, oh, there's going to be a shocker to some of you. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I actually believe they had right practice. That for the best of their ability as I'm living in the, as a Christian in the world they was living at the time, they, they lived practically the best they could as a Christian. They put their trust in Christ and whatever errors they had in their life, if they're in Christ, and guess what? Guess what? Christ paid for past, present, and future sins. They were truly in, in Christ. Truly in Christ. The question goes into because they had the question they questioned them because they had slaves. And because George Whitfield pushed for slavery in Georgia. But there's you know, there's a context to all of that. There's a context to all of that. And we can ignore that context and we say, oh, it doesn't matter, it shouldn't matter, but there is a context and we should allow it to stand because of truth, guys. Once again, I think I said this in the last video. It's never it's not because we want to, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna speak for myself. It's not that I want to be on the be on the white side of things. All right. And it's not that I want to be super conservative or or Republican and all that kind of stuff or make sure I'm I'm in line with my favorite theologians and all that. This has nothing to do with that. I come from a cult. I come from false teaching. I come from people like I come from a background where it's like I'm just glad to know what the truth is. And that's all that this is about. What is true? What is true and what is right according to God's standards. That's it. That's it. It's not about who I want to be tied with and who I want to be in line with and everything. I'm willing. I am willing to lay it all aside for the sake of the truth. If my closest friends disagree with me about the truth, well, so be it. If my closest, closest family members disagree with me on the, on the side of truth, then so be it. I want to be faithful to what the truth is, not for what my emotions say or not for uh, what the popular opinion is and all that stuff. It's about what is true and what is false. And that's what it's about. You know, so, so now when we look at the facts and the evidence, then we get something totally different, totally different than what the narrative has given us. All right, and we have to allow for it to stand and therefore to be dealt with accordingly. So. Now, I'm I'm not finna get into all that. That's gonna I'm gonna save that for next week. Again, I'm about to go there. I'm gonna save it to next week. I'm gonna save it to next week because I want what I want to do. Like I've been I've been looking at some other stuff and doing some more research and all that stuff. I want to take a more detailed look at what Martin Luther King taught as far as his letters. We're gonna look at his letters, his writings, because there is talk of him being on the communist side of things. So this this is very interesting. I didn't know this I didn't know this um prior to about a week ago or so, as far as the the allegations of him being um in line with communists. You know, matter of fact, uh, when I was younger, I was taught that um about he got stabbed and he was stabbed and he he was like really close to dying. Like if he would have sneezed or he would have coughed, the knife would have punctured his aorta. And I'm like, that was always an interesting story concerning Martin Luther King that I heard when I was younger. 
But um, it, it wasn't until later that I realized that it was a. Uh, oh yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, well, far as I read, it was a woman. It was a woman who stabbed him. But the reason she stabbed him was because that he was in cahoots with some communists. Now that's a, now to me, if there's now there are allegations that he may have been on the communist side of things. But if some if a lady goes out of her way to stab you, because of that rumor, this it must be some truth to that. It must be. I mean, she the risk of freedom and everything else to stab you. The 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 one who's in the public eye, the leader, assassinate. She risked to assassinate him. A black woman, not a white woman. This wasn't a racist hit. This was a black woman who tried to stab him because he was over there because of um, the allegations. You know, and it, and it and it wasn't because it, hey. It, it wasn't because he was sleeping with her and any kind of stuff like that. It was said that she allegedly did it because he was in cahoots with some communists. So I wonder if, if there's some valid, um, some validity, some validity to that statement about him being in cahoots with communists. But anyway, so we're gonna look at that. We're gonna look at um, George Whitfield and the issue with slavery and his part in that. And Jonathan, that was gonna look at that briefly. And um, and I want you to think about something real quick. I'm gonna leave you with one thing before I call it a night. In this short, this to me, this is a short night because it's gonna be a long couple weeks, guys. I hope you strap in. It's gonna get real good. So <laughs> this is gonna be this is super controversial. So I want to handle it with care. I do want to handle it with care. And so I want to leave you with something. All right, this is gonna be a little controversial, but I want to leave you with something. Two things. One, in in and of itself. Is owning is owning slaves a sin? I want you. I'm gonna leave you with that question. Is owning slaves a sin? Period. Now we can. Now you can get into the nuances of how they obtained those slaves. That's not what I'm asking. In and of itself, is owning a slave a sin? I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that there. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it next week. And the next thing. We're going to talk about racist, being racist. Is is it only that white people can be racist? What is, what is it? What does it mean to be racist? And is it only def, is it only attributed to people of non-color? I'll leave it at that. So there's two things I want to think about. We're going to ask. I'm going to ask that. Leave it with you guys. And we're going to check back next week. All right. So next week, um, we're going to we're going to we're going to dive in. So so just strap in. Bear with me. Lord willing, we're going to meet back up again, 9 a.m. I'm not, not 9 a.m., not 9 a.m., 9 p.m. Eastern time, and we're going to get it in with MLK. All right, we're going to be looking at some papers he did. And then all that all that shows will be dedicated to him. All right, so if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Uh, remember, <laughs> this world is full of errors, full of errors. But the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth. <laughs> Blessings. Prescribed truth, we giving you what the doctor ordered Jamal Bandy, apologist, the Lord servant We undeserving, but Christ changed our mind frame In a world full of errors, the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth